for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified broadcast. And yes, the emphasis is on live. We are live, actually, again. We had so much fun the last time we went live that we decided to do it again. Uh, I'm coming from you from a very cold Waco, Texas. It's an abnormally cold April evening here. But we have a very special guest, Maddie G from Australia. How's it going today, Maddie? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm sure it's a lot warmer there than it is here right now. Yeah, it's a bit warmer. I'm still kind of cold though. <laughs> so. Yeah, we just, you know, dealing with all the stuff that's going on and then now we've got severe weather season coming through. It's like, uh, and then it got cold this afternoon. And I'm like, I don't want it to be cold right now. I just want it to be like in the 70s like it's supposed to be and you know, but thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. Um, we're we're here for a very special reason. You are releasing a single on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's called Cards You Played. And this is your first single, period? Um, released one before now. Okay. Um, it was a kind of test the waters kind of a thing because I'd never released music before. Uh-huh. Um, but this is kind of like, I guess you could say my first single because okay. it's coming with a music video and it's got all the like planning behind it. And I'm just really, really excited. Nice. And the uh, music video is also dropping on Tuesday? Um, Hopefully. I okay. think it is, yes. But if not, it'll be the following week. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And so well, let's kind of start from the beginning before we really dive into the cards you played and the single that's uh, dropping on Tuesday. Um, what got you started in music or what got you interested in music? I think I've always kind of had an interest in music from a very young age. I grew up with music all around me, not to say my parents were musicians, but they were very into music. And so I guess I kind of was influenced a lot by that when I was younger. And also just, I looked up to a lot of musicians as like role models for me. Um, and so I guess I just kind of shaped where I wanted my life to go, I guess. Um, yeah, I started singing at a very young age and learning how to do it and performing. And I guess my love just kind of grew from there. Nice. And it's hard to believe you're only 17 year old, years old, correct? Yeah. Right. I mean, and technically so 17 next week, I think. Yeah. Next week. Okay. Awesome. So basically, uh, and so you're getting ready to release your first, what you call official single. Yeah. Um, why did you choose this song to kind of make it? Um, I think, hmm, I really like this song. Mm -hmm. It's one of the easiest songs I've written. Um, and I think it's just, 
got kind of an important message of just being like, you know, even though a situation can be bad, it's not all your fault. You know, like the other person has a big part in what has happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just important that you know that it's not your fault alone mm -hmm. and that you can keep going from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Wanting to carry on, keep calm, carry on. Nice. <laughs> you know? Yep. And then, so you're also releasing a music video alongside it. What was your involvement in the creation of that? Did were you like fully involved on every creative aspect, or did you kind of turn it over to a producer you trusted? Or um, I reached out to uh, Michael Conlon, who's a film and photo photography. I don't know what that one was. Is <laughs> like a film and photography uh, artist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sent him the song basically. And I was like, I'm happy to come up with a concept unless you have any ideas. And so we kind of went back and forth talking about concepts a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, he sent me like his uh, treatment idea plan. And I was kind of like, I really like that idea. Um, Cause he sent me a couple of ideas and I was like, I really like the first one. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of what we went with. And we came up with a, uh, uh, what's it called storyboard for it mm -hmm. um and then we just kind of shot it literally right before the whole coronavirus shutdown thing happened yeah. so <laughs> very lucky that it happened before then it's good timing very good timing and so obviously the like we try not to get too political on this podcast but with everything that's going on right now it's really hard not to get at least a little political um, how's the coronavirus and stuff been impacting you and your music? Are you doing all right right now or? Um, I think I'm doing all right right now just because a lot of this was prepared before most of it hit. Um, I guess it's more so the releases that were going to come after. It's kind of like, don't really know what's going to happen with those now because I can't really make a lot of the content that I wanted to make because I'm supposed to stay home. Mm-hmm which I'm happy to do, you know, we all have yeah. to do our part in stopping yeah. the virus. But it's still kind of frustrating a little bit that mm -hmm. I can't keep showing what I really love, but yeah. it's okay. You know, world health is important. <laughs> and did you have a, like a release show planned for this single or anything that you had to kind of cancel or? Um, I didn't have like a release show planned. Um, I was trying to put one together maybe like a month before the uh, shutdown happened. Yeah. Um, and so I was looking into like doing like a little show where I like um, went out to like uh, different train stations and like played my song, got people's opinion on it and stuff and like doing like a, oh, I forget who it's by. I think it's like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Mm. Um, he does this thing where he like goes onto the streets and is like, oh, what do you think of this song, blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. I was yeah. thinking that could be really good to do. Can't really do that now because everyone's at home and no one's really yeah. in the streets anymore, so. Yeah. That's cool. Second. That That's actually a really cool idea. Like, it's uh, outside the box. I don't see a lot of other than Jimmy Kimmel doing it for his nefarious reasons, trying to make new yorkers look stupid and all that stuff makes me yeah. laugh every time um but no that's actually like using it 
to get genuine feedback of people you've never heard of, you know? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, and so this album was the first of many and you're kind of working towards an EP release. Yeah, I am. Cause this was kind of the first release from the EP and, um, cause the whole EP is kind of about, uh, I feel like this first song kind of sets the tone for the whole EP. Um, it's all kind of just about, you know, realizing your worth and the situation and just like understanding when enough is enough, you know, mm-hmm. and what, just letting yourself be walked all over. Um, and so the EP was going to be called Honestly. Well, it still is called Honestly. Just not sure when it's going to be released now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, yeah. it was really, I'm really excited for it. Nice. And so you, are you still in the process of recording the last bit of music or you have you recorded everything and you're just kind of... Um, most of it is recorded. I just need to do some ad-libs on a fair few of the songs. And there was mm-hmm. one more song that to record that I wrote more recently that I think would go really well on the EP. Um, and so most of the recording process was done, but a lot of the like photo shoots and like video shoots still need to be done. Yeah. So that's cool. And that makes sense. Cause like, if you have a grand vision, you want to make sure all every aspect is done. You don't want to just release the album if it's not like completely. Yeah done like with all the promo and stuff so that absolutely makes sense so i was reading through your epk that you had sent me i guess it was like two weeks ago at this point and it uh you'd mentioned that uh you've been performing since Mm -hmm. you were eight yeah i went to a vocal school um and they had us performing like uh four or five times a year mm-hmm. um just as part of the school but then I also got into competitions at a very young age and so I was competing a lot and so I was performing a lot a lot um very overwhelming at the time but mm-hmm. now I look back and I'm like at least now I can say that I'm a seasoned performer you could say mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah um so I'm very comfortable on stage now which I think is a huge benefit to me especially as a songwriter being able to comfortably move around the stage and tell my story without having to worry about oh am I moving in the right way is this like in time you know because mm-hmm. I kind of got that very young yeah um, absolutely. yeah cool um and since you're still very young and got a lot of experience I kind of want to because one thing that we really like to try and do is help give advice to younger musicians and like people that are just starting out um, make sure they're starting off on, on the right foot. And since, yes, technically this is your first single, yeah. but, or your first official single, um, but you've been performing for over eight years or around eight yeah. years at this point, I think you're the perfect person to talk to because you're still so young. So I think a lot of musician musicians just starting out can relate to you. Um, what advice would you have to younger musicians that are just getting started? Oh, wow. Um, I think younger musicians that are just getting started. I think it's really important to just nurture the talent that you have, you know, like keep on writing, keep on performing where you can. Cause like, I know that it's kind of the experience of constantly going and going and going that, um, 
has helped me to, I guess, have a better understanding of what it could be like in the future if hopefully I do make this career happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just to know, um, you know, build, uh, what's it called? Endurance. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just really important that you keep going and keep nurturing what you're doing. Um, especially like if you're a writer, I know I wrote so many horrible songs when I was younger and I would hear them and I think they were so good then, but then I listen back to them now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Why would I think that was good? But you know, it's just, you have to keep going in order to get mm-hmm. past the eh stuff, you know? Yeah, Just absolutely. Have you ever thought about going back to a song that you really liked when you were younger and trying to rewrite it? Just I, to kind of reformat it to what you know now? Yeah, I have thought about, um, like one of the first songs I wrote was called Open Your Eyes. And I still think it has a really good message that I think aligns with my branding a lot. It's got to do with like anti-bullying. Because mm-hmm. um, when I was younger, for some reason, I saw a lot of bullying. And so I wrote about it. Um, and I do think it is a good song. I think I would probably just change up the production and the melodies a little bit. But I mm-hmm. have thought a lot about revisiting that song. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good song, lyrically, yeah. message-wise, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean just because you wrote it when you were younger doesn't mean that it still could be something really powerful for you to perform and sing now. Like, obviously if like you're saying, like if there's just something small that you could change and it's not going to change the entire essence of the song, you know? So that's awesome. Um, And then when you were going into the studio to record cards you played um what was some advice that you had kind of gotten to prepare to go into the studio prepare to go into the studio um I guess mainly just to make sure I'm warmed up of course um just to make sure I get the best possible vocal and just to make sure I'm focusing on the lyrics so that I can get across the emotion of the song and not just sing some pretty version of the song you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of why I love that song so much is because of the emotion within the song and how well it did translate through the music. Um, so I guess that was one of the big pieces of advice I got was to, you know, keep that emotion throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and my vocal coach said to eat apples because it keeps alkaline down. Oh. Um, uh, I was recording Cards You Played. At the time, I was recording a whole album, which is different to this one, but some of the songs will be on the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was recording a whole album. And so it was kind of just one of the like 13 songs I was recording. Um, and so I was really excited for it. And I did kind of plan on making it a single because I really believe in this song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess kind of, I was just, you know, focused on making sure everything was the way I had intended it. Mm-hmm. More so than just focusing specifically on that song, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, and then once you get, once the single releases and then you get the EP out, is mm-hmm. the hope to kind of get a full length out, revisit the full length or? Um, I think so. I think I personally love albums, especially like concept albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I kind of made. I guess all the music I kind of make has a lot of like concepts 
uh, intertwining it just because that's something I really love in other artists that I see, like Melanie Martinez. I love that she has concepts running throughout all of her music, even mm-hmm. though she's a virtual one her own, but yeah. that's another thing. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'll revisit that album, but oh. I think for sure the plan is to release a full-length album after, or maybe another EP. Maybe we'll do a couple of EPs and make it an album. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you bring up Melanie Martinez because – uh, she was actually one of the first indie musicians that I started listening to that kind of took me down this path of exploring independent music, music. Cause I'd saw, seen her on the voice. Yeah. And then after she got voted off, I started following her on her social media and started following her career. Yeah. And then that was kind of like my trip into mm-hmm. independent music. So. It's interesting. Yeah. So on that note, who would you say some of your uh, musical influences are? Musical influences. I think in terms of my sound, for sure, like Hey Violet. I'd say aspects of Melly Martinez, um, Ariana Grande a little bit, like more of her newer, like R&B, poppy kind of vibes. I do Mm -hmm. love that a lot. Um, Bit of Panic at the Disco, some of their older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my writing, I, <laughs> I love Taylor Swift. I love the way she can tell a story with a song, just like with a single song, she can tell such a clear story. I don't know. I love her songwriting. Um, I personally love Sabrina Carpenter a lot. Um, I guess I've kind of been influenced by a lot of people, but you know, I kind of try to focus on what the idea is for my own songs rather than be like, Oh, what are they doing? You know, mm-hmm. some kind of, I want it to be my sound, my ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like, what's going off of your sound and your ideas, what's your creative process when you sit down to write? Um, so I produce a lot of my music, um, like minus live instruments and hopeless live instruments. Um, but I produce a lot of the like basic tracks. Actually, I think cards you played is pretty much entirely my production in the end, but, um, I usually will start um, by choosing some chords on whether it be like a guitar or a piano or a synth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll usually start coming up with melodies from there because I am a big melody person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll come up with the melodies and usually the lyrics will just kind of come to me with the melodies. I don't mm-hmm. know, they just fit together somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll shape the production kind of around the lyrics usually. Um, I don't necessarily try and focus on what my sound is. It's more so what the song feels like it should be going towards. Because mm-hmm. I feel like songs are special, unique bodies that should take their own paths rather than just like taking the path of the artist. Um, and if the artist chooses to release it, that's their choice. But mm-hmm. I think the song ultimately is what is the deciding factor in how the production should go know the message the lyrics the melodies mm-hmm. has your um family been helpful along the way as you've kind of started really taking music seriously as a profession um yeah for sure they've been very very supportive and i'm very very blessed that they've been so supportive mm-hmm. um my parents are my biggest cheerleaders but they're also very critical when it needs to be mm-hmm. you know they don't just sugarcoat things just because they want me to be happy you know yeah um 
but I think that's really important that I have a support team that is actually honest with me as well as supportive, you know? And that's one um, thing, I feel like that's one thing that's really overlooked is they, they want you to have self-confidence and be confident in what you're doing. I totally get that. But at some point, you got to be honest and say, hey, what you're doing isn't working. Like, you, you know, it's so I I really applaud your parents for having the I don't want to say ability, but having being able to give you the truth yeah. about what their opinion is. Yeah, I'm very grateful that they did that. <laughs> yeah, because then it makes you because what it does is it makes you more prepared to take criticism as you kind of grow through the music industry because music industry is very critical, especially yeah. with social media. Everybody's a critic. Yeah. And I think um, because your parents were very, very critical, or not, I don't want to say very critical, but they were able to give you honest feedback. It'll make, give you a clear perspective when people decide to yeah yeah um so what's kind of the vibe or what's kind of the vibe at your live shows what can people expect when they come see you play live i think i uh i usually gear my like live show like my outfit and the like staging and the like concepts behind the live show a lot around the set list mm -hmm. um because i feel like that's really important mm -hmm. um and so i guess it's kind of just a very fun vibe <laughs> basic as that sounds um it's kind of just about making people feel the emotions of the songs mm -hmm. um but not making it super heavy you know like mm -hmm. it's a heavier song mm -hmm. i think it's about finding a balance between making it fun, but also making it like an emotional experience for everyone involved. Gotcha. Um, I think it's also just about, uh, huh. I don't know. I think it's just the times, you know? Cool. Yeah. And so when there isn't a global pandemic going on, are you currently in school? Um, I'm studying, uh, I'm not in school. I actually okay. dropped out at the end of year 11. Okay. Um, and so now I'm studying at JMC and I'm doing a diploma of songwriting. Um, okay. Mix with other musicians, get some more insight into songwriting. Okay. Um, so it's like a yeah. trade school almost? Um, it's like a college kind of a thing, okay. I think. Yeah. Gotcha. They do a lot of like diplomas and uh, bachelors and stuff. So okay, gotcha. And so, how do you kind of balance your music career and going to class and school and all that? Um, I think I think for sure it's a difficult thing because I also have a job. Then, because mm -hmm. obviously, I'm starting out, um, and so I. I think it's a very difficult balance, but I'm also really grateful that my parents support me so much. Mm -hmm. um, like they're helping me in so many ways that I will never be able to repay them for. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just, I think it's a difficult balance for sure, but um, I'm very grateful that the classes for the most part are just like 
two to three hours within a day. So then the rest of the day I can come home, work on my music and like write some stuff, come up with ideas, concepts, do some social media stuff. I think that I've got a good balance though. Nice. And is that something that's still currently going on with everything going on? Or are you kind of on hold right now with all that? Um, as far we were, as school. Yeah. We were on hold for like a week or two, but now they've got unlocked online classes up and running so now we're doing like band rehearsals from home and just kind of practicing and we're going to do everything over video chat and stuff mm -hmm. um, yeah it's going to be a bit difficult but it's what we're going to do <laughs> nice and the one question that i've really enjoyed the answers to because it's very timely as to what's going on uh with having a little bit more time at home to kind of work on your music career what are you doing to prepare yourself for or prepare yourself in your music after everything kind of goes back to normal so to say I think I'm just kind of trying to plan everything really I think that's a big part of it is just like because I've done all the songs essentially all the songs for the EP and stuff are written so I think it's just about planning like shows and planning how I'm going to market and how I'm going to release the stuff, what video concept ideas I have and how I want the cover art to look, you know, I think it's just important that I get all the planning done, all the groundwork for everything. So then once we're not in a global pandemic, I can kind of hit the ground running again, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm, I'm a very analytics guy. So I like asking these types of questions. Um, where have you seen, the most activity for your music as far as social media? Where do you see your most, where, where are you most active on social media? I guess it's the better way to. Um, probably on like Instagram. Okay. Like I tend to uh, be quite active on my stories a lot. And, I'll, mm -hmm. and recently, like, especially since we've been stuck at home, I've been trying to go live um, quite a few days of the week still working on that. Um, but I would go live a few days of the week, um, just to show people kind of what it's like the inside life of a musician, especially mm -hmm. during a global pandemic and like, uh, how I create photos for my Instagram and how I, mm -hmm. um, creating content for like TikTok and for like, uh, Facebook and stuff. And it's just kind of like behind the scenes type of stuff that I guess I wouldn't necessarily otherwise show. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I'm most active on Instagram for sure. Um, I try to interact a lot with people on there um, and talk to a lot of the people who follow me and who, mm. who are interested in my music through there. Yeah. Awesome. And you'd brought up TikTok. Are you active on TikTok as well? Or is that yeah. more of just like your personal thing that you do for fun? <laughs> I think it's more of a personal thing that I do for fun, but I for sure want to make it a part of my music okay. um, more. Um, just because I... I really enjoyed the app TikTok. I think it's so fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just kind of trying to implement it into my music plan, figure mm -hmm. out how I can use TikTok, not only as like a fun thing where I can help to build my following, but also just a fun thing where I can show my music and kind of show what I want to work towards in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And one thing that I find really interesting about TikTok because mm -hmm. I use it very sparingly. 
Like I have not been able to figure out that secret sauce to TikTok. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. lucky if I get 20 views on a video. Like I just haven't <laughs> been able to figure it out. Uh, but the one thing I do really enjoy is it's like what Vine used to be, but for yeah. musicians, like musicians and dancers and yeah. those types of people are just killing it on TikTok right now. And it's yeah. like, I got to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, to make. I think that's a lot of it too. Is me trying to figure out how are these people, you know, getting their songs? Like everyone's listening to them and everyone's making these dances to them. How do they do that? I think yeah. it's so cool. It'd be insane yeah. if all the songs ever did that for someone. That'd be whoa. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm like sitting here watching these people that aren't even like what I would consider not even trying. Like, yeah, just out there having fun, and it's like, yeah, wait maybe that's the secret sauce maybe just go have fun with it yeah <laughs> like i don't know i'm i haven't been able to quite figure it out um what's your opinion on facebook like do you are you active on it do you or is it because there's quite an age gap between you and i like i'm 33 so i'm just kind of bouncing a lot of things off of you um i think with facebook i've always kind of said I don't know how it works. Um, my dad helps me a lot with Facebook just cause he has a better understanding of it. Same with my mom. Um, and he kind of helps me with the like businessy side of things and how to like promote and market on Facebook. Cause I haven't got a clue. I'm kind of like, I barely use Facebook. I used it to like help me get a job. That was about it. I use it for messenger to message yeah. my college friends, but that's about it. You used um, it to contact me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, super understanding of the whole Facebook thing yet, but I'm trying my best. Um, going, just because it is one of the older platforms in my head, at least. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm definitely aware of that, but, but the main reason why I use it is just because it's the one thing that we've been consistently on since we started doing this. And it's like, you know, and... Yeah. But I'm going to give you one piece of advice that you should look into, especially as you're starting to release singles. And I'm assuming you're going to want to try and get radio play and all that stuff. That uh, I don't know. How popular is LinkedIn in Australia? I don't think it's, I don't think it's super popular. I've, I know very, very little about it, honestly. Okay. okay. Well, I'll just kind of tell you this anyways, because this is how we kind of got in contact with a microphone company and they sent us a bunch of free stuff because <laughs> basically what I did was, so this mic that I'm using is MXL mics, mm -hmm. great mics. We love them. That's all we use. And mm -hmm. so I had this idea of trying to get our videos in front of them. And I went on LinkedIn and I added because it's like a very business professional page, like think Facebook, but very business professional. Um, and I added a whole bunch of people that worked for the company, like just whether it was a sales director or a produce, you know, just whatever. Yeah. And occasionally I would just start posting my videos that we produced yeah. on LinkedIn and about two weeks after I started doing that, I got an email from their regional sales director or whatever, like, hey, I saw your video. That's so cool. We want to send you some free equipment. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So 
my thought is, especially for musicians, because mm-hmm. like I'm really well aware that every musician is different and they have different distribution strategies. Yeah. Like some people, they focus really heavy on Spotify. Some focus really heavy on just selling their hard copies. And then there's still traditionalists that focus on going through the radio. And there's still a lot of people that do that. Like radio is still king. Like, yeah, like I remember growing up and you heard a song on the radio and it was like, oh, wow, they made it, you know? So yeah. my my new idea brainchild that I came up with <laughs> is musicians should start going on LinkedIn yeah. and adding disc jockeys from different radio stations and just start randomly posting music videos or performances or whatever. Yeah. So. Maybe I'll try that. (laughs) That's really smart. Wow. That's my new brainchild that I've been trying (laughs) to get people to follow. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, hopefully. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I don't know, like how big of a following or how much of a user base in Australia LinkedIn has, but I know in the States, if you work professionally, you're on LinkedIn, like there's not a single person. So I think how it is in Australia too, is like, if you have a job, you're on LinkedIn so that businesses and like employers can find you. I just, I'm not really looked into it that much, but yeah. But it's definitely something I think you should try, like, especially as you, especially since you're going to have like music videos and stuff. For sure. Yeah. And like, there's a whole bunch of different avenues you could take with it. But so that's my, my two cents for today. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But when you're not working, not playing music, not going to school, What do you do in your spare time for just like to get away from everything? Um, I love Minecraft. <laughs> I'm a big uh, basic video game player. I like Minecraft, I love Penguin Blocks and The Sims. Um, just like very basic games I really like. And also just like you growing up watching YouTube. So that's a big part of my spare time is just watching my favorite YouTubers mm-hmm. and like, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a like TV show person. Mm-hmm. I watch movies now, and then, but it takes a lot to <laughs> grab my attention for a movie. But yeah, I think mostly just like gaming and YouTube that I do yeah. a lot in my time. It's yeah. very fun. Very yeah. yeah. I've been watching a lot more movies since yeah. I've had to work from home. Like yeah. I made the made the mistake of putting a TV right next to my computer. Like I took the TV out of my living room and put it next to my computer just because I was like, I'm going to be spending eight to 10 hours a day. I'm going to just plop the TV right here. And now I just turn on, like when I log in for work, I turn on Netflix and for 12 hours, I just scroll through Netflix. It's really bad. Yeah. But through Netflix trying to find a movie and I'm like, can't find anything. Yeah, I, I sat through the entire series of Tiger King in one day. Oh, and, wow. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, that was just a rough day altogether. Because it was like, oh. yeah. but so uh, who are you watching on YouTube? 
Who who are some of your favorite YouTubers? Um, I love the Walsh family. So like Kennedy Walsh and Brandon Walsh and Cody Walsh. They're like my favorite at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved Colleen Ballinger. Um, mm-hmm. I did used to watch Miranda Sings. Mm-hmm. I, I've always kind of just liked Colleen better. I think she's such a cool person and just seeing her, cause I've watched her from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am obsessed with Gabby DiMartino from like Nikki and Gabby. Mm-hmm. I just have been watching her since I was like 10 years old and I'm just obsessed with how far she's come. Um, and so she's probably my favorite YouTuber that I like to watch mm-hmm. like all the time. Nice. Another yeah. another idea. Have you thought about sending some of your music to some of your favorite YouTubers and say, hey, if you need new music for your vlogs or whatever? I haven't. I, I've always just kind of been like a lot of the YouTubers I watch are quite big. So I'm kind of like, I doubt they did. I email if I send it. It doesn't yeah. hurt to try. Yeah. Because like my thought process has always been if they're producing daily content or content multiple times a week and music is a prominent thing yeah. at some point they're going to need new music yeah. or they're going to run their whatever well they're using to get music they're going to run it dry so yeah. sure. you know hmm. but um so we we talked we've talked a lot about what your musical history what you're currently working on what what's your hope for your music career where do you want to take it what do you want to accomplish oh my gosh like, big questions yeah just like w- w- what's your hope like i mean one can only dream to be like taylor swift playing sold out stadium tours mm-hmm. that would be insane mm-hmm. um she's such a phenomenal businesswoman, such a phenomenal write-up. I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift's whole career. Mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing. Um, so something like that would be great, but realistically, yeah. I don't know how that's going to go, you know? Um, I think my hope is just to have people hearing my music because I am such a big like lyrics person mainly, and mm-hmm. I think story is so important. Um, and so even if I can just help one person with anything even just to like hear my songs and feel comforted or feel like they're understood even just for a minute you know I think that's just a huge part of why I love to make music is to help others and to like create a sort of sense of unity through music you know Mm -hmm. absolutely and since you're such a big lyrics person Mm -hmm. how do you decide what you're going to write about oh gosh um I kind of write mainly as most people do of life experiences um been through a lot of friendships had a lot of things happen and so that's a lot of what i draw inspiration from um i think i mainly just try to write from what i know best Mm -hmm. um like i've written a lot about um as well as just like my struggles and like friendships and how life works just mm. write about anything and everything. It's just important to write, you know, and what you connect the most with. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I just threw out a uh, asking if anybody watching had questions. So as we kind of 
work our way towards the end. We'll see if anybody has questions they want to ask. I'm just trying to see if this works and, you know, <laughs> all that fun stuff. So as, so you, you're still very young. Mm-hmm. At, like what's, what's one thing that you're currently working on to make yourself a better musician? Um, I think mainly just trying to figure out how to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that I've never really had heaps and heaps of experience with? Like pretty much for me, the process of making a song is essentially all on my own mm-hmm. until I'm recording and I need some live instruments. And that's about all the input I kind of will allow. Um, but I think collaborating is something I really want to work on doing. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that other artists have so many cool ideas that I would love to hear their input on and see what they could bring to a song instead of, you know, just what I would bring to a song. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I'm really interested in doing and really wanting to do. Um, yeah. Nice. And is the hope one day to have like a band travel with you as you perform or like what's as far as like your live stuff goes? Um, I think it would, yeah, I love performing with bands. I've only performed with bands like maybe five, six times in my life, Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely one of my favorite. Oh, actually, wait, no, I perform with them more now. Sorry, I forgot my college. I literally am in a band now, but um, I love performing with bands. I think it's so fun and the vibe is so different, especially Mm -hmm. than just performing to a backing track. Mm -hmm. I think it's really incredible just, uh, you know, kind of feeding off other musicians' energy on stage as well as just kind of, you know, the energy of the audience. And I just, I love playing with bands. So I think for sure I would want to have a band with me and I probably have some kind of a backtrack, which is just like maybe some of the beats that is a bit difficult or the like synthesizers that I can't replicate with Mm -hmm. live, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And is there, and you said you're not very good at playing live instruments yourself? Is that correct? No. I've never had like full training except for in like the very basics of piano. I learned that when I was like 12 or something. Yeah. And so I can kind of play piano. Most of it is self-taught minus like the basics of like how you're supposed to move your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I only did it for like not even a year, I think. Gotcha. Um, I can kind of play piano. That's about it. I can't really play guitar, but I would love to learn. My cousin's a really good guitarist, so I usually ask for her help. Nice. And uh, is there has there been any aspiration since you've had a little bit more free time than normal to kind of try and pick up an instrument and learn how to play? Um, I think... I don't think more so than normal. I think I have thought about it a lot, but I'm also just like... That seems like a lot of work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I for sure would want to. I did, uh, I got a ukulele a couple of years back to try and start helping me with like figuring out how to play guitar and like mm-hmm. switch from chord to chord, just cause like I've always kind of struggled with that. For the longest time, I didn't realize you're meant to push down on the strings. Never mm-hmm. realized that my cousin only explained that to me last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I'll probably try and learn some guitar, especially mm-hmm. since home for at least another 90 days apparently mm. yeah so. oh is that what they're saying in australia yeah apparently we have like a 90 day stay at home oh. so 
Ooh, that's that's brutal. Yeah. Because I know at work for me, they're saying at least until the end of April. Oh which, gosh. Like, yeah. and then even after that, it's like you may go to work at the end of April, but like everything's just gonna kind of be. Yeah. Such a weird yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, you know, like, not to bring the energy of the interview down just because I feel like we could sit here and talk about that forever in a day just because there's so much to talk about it. But, um, so you're, you primarily play, like, pop music, correct? Have you had, have you tried to kind of experiment and play with your sound to kind of step outside the pop realm to go like maybe more traditional rock because when I was listening to your single cards you played I definitely picked up a lot of rock vibes to it yeah um I think I have thought about that a lot um I think I've always kind of like been kind of torn with where my music direction should go just because like when I was young because I love rapping as well but Mm -hmm. I don't really want to be known as to rap though apparently i could get over that the music i write mm-hmm. i kind of always been kind of unsure of what kind of direction to go so i've always kind of been like the hip-hoppy poppy r&b rappy kind of vibe or like a rocky poppy thing that i just naturally gear towards when i'm writing um and so i have tried a lot of things like i have a full-on jazz song as well which i just wrote because it felt right nice but, um, I think especially with people here, it leans more into the like pop rock kind of vibe, mm-hmm. like a little more like Avril Lavigne, Hey Violet vibes, rather than just like pure poppy with a little rock, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to get a couple of questions to pop in. Uh, inspirations we've already talked about, uh, but the one question that's kind of interesting, is there a particular time of day that you find easiest to write? Oh, for sure. I write best in like the middle of the night. (laughs) I am such like a night owl. Like I, especially during this quarantine, I've been like up and writing it like one, two, three in the morning because I just find that's when I'm most creative and when most of my ideas come to me. And so I'll just be like down producing music with the (laughs) speakers blaring and my parents are kind of like go to bed. (laughs) Go to bed, crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm most creative. What do you want me to do? Make bad music? Because I'm yeah. trying to make it at five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, when you're writing, are you more old school where you'll actually write it down? Or do you have like voice memos? That- um, I, I like to handwrite my lyrics a lot. Mm-hmm. I do have like typed copies, obviously. But mm-hmm. I will usually, as I'm writing the song, create voice memos once I think I have like one of the melodies locked in. Just because especially when I'm writing stuff and trying a bunch of different things, I can never remember what I actually did like and what I didn't like. So I have to listen back to those and just double check that the melody I wanted was correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, kind of a mix. Gotcha. Understood. Um, so as we kind of start wrapping up, because it's Friday night for me, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon for you, so I don't want to keep you tied no, up okay. all afternoon. Um this this kind of fine i don't want to say final question because this question i ask and then it usually spawns off into a couple other questions 
Yeah. But why music? Why music? Yeah. Wow, that's the hard hitting stuff. Um, I think it's just kind of always been a part of my life and always just been something that I've found comfort in. And I was like, I used to write poems a lot when I was younger, like before I ever started songwriting. And so I was kind of like, why wouldn't I make it into songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I find so much comfort in hearing other artists in a song about that I'm going through or something that I have a lot of experience in. And I'm like, wow, this person really gets me. And so I'm like, I want to be that for someone else. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, I would love to make music that people can relate to, people can empathize with. And I think that's kind of why I've always been drawn to music is just how easily you can be like drawn to a song by the or by the melody, by the production, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's probably why music. Mm. Wonderful. Um, and so with cards you played compared to the first mm-hmm. single that you released uh, last year, what, yeah. Is there like a huge sound difference or like what's the biggest difference between the two songs as far as how it represents you? I think Poison, which was my first song, was kind of like more of a screw you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Gazi played is more like, yeah, what you did sucked, but I'm worth more than sitting through this and watching you tear me down, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, I feel like this is more about self-growth rather than poison, which was more like, oh, you suck, go away, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's growth within the songs directly. So there's a level of maturity in, the, yeah. in cards you played that maybe wasn't in poison? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Awesome. As, let me make sure nobody else is asking questions. All right, cool. Um, so I, as a kind of like last little thing, where can everybody follow you on social media? And obviously you don't really have any shows planned for the short term. Is there anything like out far enough that maybe might be safe to play or promote? Or is it all kind of up in the airs? moment yeah <laughs> honestly it's up in the air with everything live um but you can follow me um as i said i'm mostly active on instagram so that's maddie j music m-a-d-i-g music mm-hmm. um i kind of tried to stick to that handle across all the platforms so it's easy to find me you can find me at maddie j music on tiktok yeah. on twitter i think it's with a three on twitter for some reason yeah um like my facebook page is maddie j music um and YouTube too. It's all just my YouTube music. Just kind of the same thing. So it's nice and easy to find me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, where can everybody kind of find your, uh, the single once it releases and the music video and. The single will be available on Apple music, Spotify, Deezer, uh, one of the other platforms. I don't know. It goes about to a bunch of platforms, like okay. anything you can think of, you can probably look it up and it'll be there. Um, I think Poison was just recently added to TikTok too, so that's really cool. Just kind of like, anywhere you want to find it, just search up Maddie G, songs will probably pop up. 
Awesome. Awesome. I've, I've already had a chance to listen to the song. It's really good. I'm can't wait to have everybody else listen to it and blow it up, share it with their friends and all that stuff. I, I was, you know, it, it's interesting because when I come on to these interviews and I don't have much contact, like if there's not a prior history to where we've had conversations and I kind of have a feeling who you are and when I come into these interviews where there's no history or when I have the history, it's a little bit more comfortable to sit, come in and yeah. sit down and have these conversations. But when there's not that history, these conversations come off or I, I'm worried that they're going to come off as forced and weird. And it, it's just been an awesome conversation. So I'm really glad that it worked out like that, you know, um, and I can't wait to, for everyone to hear this song. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And um, we're going to do everything. We're going to do everything we can on our side to make sure people in the U.S., Australia, and like wherever our following is. Yeah, thank you so it. much. And um, do you have any other uh, like live streams or anything that you're doing? Any other? Um, I'm going to be going live on my Instagram on the Tuesday when it releases. And okay. just kind of more in depth about the song, I guess, kind of the writing process for that specific song, I guess, even though I've kind of talked about that here. Yeah. Um, but also just, uh, I think tomorrow at like six, I'm doing like a mini concert type of a thing. Okay. I'm going to sing some songs and probably do an acoustic version of the song just to get some people excited for it, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Have you uh, really started experimenting with doing the like virtual concerts? I haven't gotten too, too much into it, but I think I'm going to try and, you know, dive headfirst into it and go all out and just make it a really cool experience. Awesome. Awesome. But um, once again, thank you so much for giving us the time. Like, I really appreciate it. it it's funny because I had gotten the time difference wrong. Oh. And so I, I logged on at 9.30 my time. Like, because I'm usually pretty good about it but then for whatever reason i just kind of misjudged everything and so i was on at 9 30 and i was like wait a minute what time is it oh my bad and so like i just kind of muted everything and was just like okay cool i'll come back <laughs> in an hour like yeah. no point in signing off or anything but Sorry. no it's all good it's totally my fault and i was like uh, okay but once again thank you so much thank you really so much really appreciate you giving me the time i i know so many people have come in and out of the stream and hopefully they'll catch it live or catch it on the replay on spotify and all that stuff as we release it as a the audio version um but thank you again so much. Thank you for everybody tuning in and we will see you guys later.